Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we let women who have a compelling, moving, and meaningful story shine like a star. So I'm super excited today to have my good friend, Sarah Tetlow of Firm Focus, as our guest. Sarah is amazing. She's kind. She's funny. She's smart. She's organized. And I'll let you decide all that by the close of the podcast. Sarah, welcome. Susan, thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be on Freeman Means Business Wonder Woman in Business podcast. And I hope it's okay to share with your audience that you are sick today. And so I really appreciate you <laughs> taking the time to still uh, meet with me and chat with me, even though you're not quite fully there under the weather. That's so sweet of you to say. Um, so folks, those of you who know me, um, you'll detect that I'm sick. I have this nasal thing going on. So forgive me if I cough throughout the conversation, but I'm not on my deathbed and this is real life. And I'll bet you there's some other folks out there that are sick at this time of year. We're nearing Thanksgiving, which is tomorrow. And um, so if I have to cough, pardon me, but Sarah, I'm glad you brought that up. That was really awesome because um, yeah, I definitely don't sound like this normally. Um, tell everyone else about a bit about you. I know that in the opening, I said all the reasons I love you, and, and there's so many more, but tell us a little bit about yourself for those who don't know you. Okay, I graduated in early 2000s from UC Santa Barbara with a BA in Law and Society. Uh, while at UCSB, I was the chief editor, the sole chief editor of the only online law undergrad law review journal in the nation during that tenure and was really proud of that and after working at law firms for many many years i realized that my gift and what i really have a passion for doing is helping attorneys feel less overwhelmed love their career again focus prioritize manage those internal distractions that come up and external interruptions. And I started my business firm focus in an effort to help attorneys work more deliberately, more focused, be more organized, and to feel more in control of their work day and feel like at the end of the, of the day, they've accomplished more. And they can go home to their families, that they've met their billable hours, they've exceeded their billable hours effortlessly with less overwhelm and more joy in their career. That's awesome. That is so awesome. So I didn't know that about you um, from your days in college. How impressive. And then one quick thing that I'd like to say, um, years ago when I worked in Boston, I had a CEO boss who told me, manage not only your time but your attention and i think sarah that's what you do you're amazing that's the gift you give to attorneys is that you help them to manage their attention which um then relieves some tension um i think it's fantastic i i've not known anyone else to do with attorneys what you do so bravo to you thank you well um i know that you've had uh you're you've had a great robust career always at least peripherally, if not um, directly linked with legal. Um, tell us a bit about your proudest pre professional accomplishment. So I 
there are many things that I am proud of in my career and in my life that have brought me to where I am today. And there's other things that maybe I've regretted along the way or learned from. Um, and I was listening to your podcast in your, in your chat with Jennifer Smuts, and I definitely used that word intentionally. It was definitely a chat, and I felt like I was sitting in the room with you both and having a conversation. Awesome. And her answer kind of inspired me to think about this answer in a different way, and I think she said something along the lines of, I don't think I've had it yet, which yeah. was really insightful and really a great answer. And it, it got me to kind of think, what is my proudest accomplishment? And I could, I could go off on, well, starting my business or, but my proudest professional accomplishment is learning from criticism. So taking the feedback that I get from my colleagues or from those that have attended my presentation. And yes, I'll get some great reviews back, but then I'll get a criticism in there or someone that didn't get out of it what they wanted. And while those are few and far between, we'll pretend. <laughs> um, no, not pretend, they, they are few and far between, but I like looking straight for those and learning from what someone saw, I, maybe my body language, or they wish that I had elaborated more on something and improving on that for next time. So. If that can be an answer, I think my proudest professional accomplishment is open to continuing to learn and grow and bring value to my my clients. So I would say that's pretty mature and pretty um, amazing. So you're, you actually do take feedback as a sign of respect and you implement what needs to be implemented and you let go of what needs to let be let go. Um, I think that's terrific. Yeah. So I try to make the audience feel like they're sitting in the room with us having a cup of coffee while we chat. So I'm glad you said that about Jennifer's podcast. She's amazing. It pretty much blew me away when she said I haven't had it yet. So I thought that was terrific too. Um, But I think that's very big and bold of you, Sarah, as a new business owner to say you really truly do listen to the feedback and you incorporate the good and let go of the bad. So um, that's pretty awesome. Very, very, very professionally mature of you. Um, so I know that you've had this great journey. You've worked in-house at law firms. You've worked with lawyers for years and years and years. And you know the lawyer personality and the lawyer makeup. I'm sure along the way, someone, whether a lawyer or not, has been an inspiration to you or maybe a mentor. Can you tell us a little bit about that person? And I would say that I've had a number of mentors in just different areas. And if I can elaborate for a minute on on who some of those people are, because it's been more than one. Um, I attribute my my personality and and my drive to my dad. He was a business owner, um, but never went to college and ran his own small company, but small successful company in the Bay Area for 35 years when he sold it in 2016. And um, I think he's a very smart man who did a lot. Um, I was the first one in my family basically to ever go to college. And my dad was always incredibly supportive of that, even though he never went that route, but he showed me how to manage money very, very early. I was 11 years old when I had a checkbook and was forced to, um, balance that checkbook every month and I still balance my checkbook every month and I 
run a lot of my own finances. And so that part of my personality and growth, I attribute to my father. That's and Let me just yeah. say something real quick about that. That's incredible. Yeah. So when my father passed away, the one thing I used to say is the one regret I had is he never taught me how to manage money. So powerful stuff there. Yeah. Thanks, Susan. And I'm lucky that he's still, I can still call my dad and be like, dad, I've got a money question or yeah, <laughs> a business question awesome. or a tax question. And I, I like to still trust that he's the best CPA I have. That is not what his business was, obviously, but he gives me really great advice and supportive and at least can help me on what I feel is the right path when I make my own decisions. That is and, um, I, my husband, of course, has been incredibly supportive in every angle of me growing this business and me being a career woman. And um, when, when we really have a great balance in our, our relationship, when my needs arise as far as a time need where I need to be in the city late for with a client or some sort of event and he can step up and step in and pick up the kids and then vice versa. We have a really great relationship that we can be each other's backbone and support so that we can both have very successful careers. Um, and we do it in a way that just seems sort of effortless and supportive with each other. Um, I love that. So I follow you on Facebook. I love what the two of you have. It's great. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Um, and then I just wanted someone that's semi a celebrity, but another person who really did a lot this year for me is a woman named Mel Robbins. And she has her own talk show now. I've actually never seen the talk show, but she did a mindset reset program, 35 days. It was based on YouTube and um, it, it's still there. You can You can find it online. I have nothing to do with the program, but I listened to it the 35 days that it was live and it was just very powerful for the mindset and in growing a business it really touched on a lot of different areas the uh, reticular active system of your brain and and filtering in the good and not allowing in the bad um, the planning fallacy the imposter syndrome the um, just growing as a person and and really believing in yourself and those around you. And I did the 35 days and then I paused and allowed it to kind of sink in again. And then I did it again for 35 days on my own time. And there's just a lot of really great content in there that um, I felt helped craft me even more as a person this year. So That's amazing. Sarah, do you mind repeating her name? Of course, Mel, M-E-L, Robbins, R-O-B-B-I-N-S. Awesome. What a great, great, um, that, that's a great testimonial to her work. So I'm going to check that out when we're done. Um, go on. Who else? And I think, I, I think that's it. I think that's it for... That's awesome. That's awesome. So you have someone, so, so you don't know this Mel Robbins person. This is someone that you learned from through YouTube videos. Is that what you said? Yeah, basically through YouTube videos. I nice. was introduced to her by a friend of mine, a really great friend of mine who um, is just a sparkling personality, a really great person. And 
I reached out to her and said, you just shine so bright. And she said, oh, do this program. <laughs> and I went, okay. And then I checked in with her. I'm, I'm a upholder, Gretchen Rubin upholder. So of course, like you tell me you should do this program and I'm going to do the program. So I did the program and I checked in with her five days in and she goes, oh, I didn't actually do it. <laughs> oh, well, I did do it and I love it and I'm going to do it again. And that's incredible. So yeah. maybe some of the listeners would check her out. So Mindset Reset, 35 days. We'll Google Mel Robbins. Yes. So, yeah, you can find it at melrobbins.com slash Mindset Reset. And that's one way to access it. You can also just Google it. It's, they're all, they're, they're videos. They're about 20 to 40 minutes per video per day. But you... It, it's evergreen content. So you can get it whenever you want. You can make a meta decision um, that you only do it Monday through Friday, or you could do a meta decision that you're only going to do it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, whatever fits into your timeline. And um, like I said, it's evergreen. So you can access it when it's convenient for you. I did it the first round live. So I felt an obligation to check in every day and just stay on track for that. Yeah. But the second time I did it, I only did it a couple days a week and just extended it over the course of two or two well, let months. me Sarah let me ask you this so that we don't get too far into the program and not talk about firm focus because I'm very proud of you very impressed by you and I think what you do is amazing so let's let's share a little bit about firm focus with the audience sure so firm focus as I mentioned before it's helping attorneys with productivity, time management, organization. And I do that through workshops. So I'll come into law firms and do a workshop where my, my main one is called From Frazzle to Focused and uh, should be California CLE approved for 2020 or, or now. And I demonstrate what single tasking versus multitasking does to your brain. So especially now in this day and age in 2019, we are all constantly multitasking. And I'm not talking about project management. We have to manage a lot of projects all the time every day. And that's to be expected and that's required and, and you can do that very well. But multitasking is writing an email to a client and a text message comes through or doing some case law research and someone comes into your office, or you're writing a brief and that little gray Outlook box pops through and your eyes roll over to see who it is. It's like Russian roulette. Is it a good email? Is it not a good email? Is it a quick response? Is it not a quick response? Do I need to look at it or not? But whether or not you're consciously going through all of those questions, you're looking at that gray box and you are distracted by it and you're yeah. distracted by the person coming into your office and you're distracted by the text message and so through my workshops and also through my coaching i want to bring awareness to those distractions or, or interruptions that are personal to you and how can we manage them how can we eliminate them or course correct them so that you can have a more efficient and more productive day and ultimately i almost guarantee giving you back a 0.4 to one hour every day just by making some tweaks to your practice and setting those boundaries creating those meta decisions with yourself 
And like I said, I do that through a couple different workshops that I offer. The From Frazzle to Focus is more of a, a broad overview of different productivity techniques and systems and um, brain dumping. And then I'll focus one on Outlook training, how to better manage your email, what to do about non-billable work. Um, and then I also do private one-on-one -on -one coaching or small group coaching. And that's very customizable to the person. So what are some of the cultural challenges that you face in your firm that can affect your ability to work productively? And that might be as detailed as whether or not the firm has an open or closed door policy, uh, maybe a response time policy as it relates to internal stakeholders or even external stakeholders or clients. Um, is there an expectation or a window in which you need to return to them? Because I can work with you on those parameters. If yeah. And, and awesome. I work with you on those parameters. I want to help you define those a little bit more so that you can have a more deliberate practice and feel less overwhelmed. Yeah, that is really awesome. I love the part about, um, well, I, your workshops. So I've seen, I've seen you present before. You're fantastic. Your workshops are great. I think the one-on-one -on -one coaching is where you probably really make some serious impact because then they are, uh, and this is just a guess, but I would think that I would be much more inclined to share with you my personal struggles in my professional life and how to manage my time and attention in a one-on-one -on -one relationship versus, you know, in a room full of people. But I love the overview that I saw. And when I read the audience, um, they were very engaged. They were very curious. You had a lot of questions. Um, it was really, really good information. So not to sound like a commercial for fun focus folks, but she does really great work and she's easy to work with. She's fun to work with. She's smart. Um, you feel good about your time spent after you spend time with Sarah. So um, let, let's refocus a little bit on what I do with my podcast. Mm -hmm. And that is to shine a light on women like yourself who are doing great things in the world. Um, what do you think we can do as women to lift other women in business or support other women in business? And I would say uh, that, and, and I'm, I'm actually just kind of repeating what you just said, we need to support each other. And so too often, um, I, I'm a huge believer in sharing the knowledge and, and sharing, uplifting each other and, and um, not bashing other women in business or other women, period. It's not just limited to women, women in business. We see it a lot of times in mommy groups or whatever, or, or ladies nights out, we see that it's so easy to immediately get catty and bash each other. And um, I think supporting other women to be successful will only reflect back on you and your business and your own success. And when we see other women in business as competitors, I think it impedes our own ability to work effectively and to grow and to shine. Um, I agree. I agree. Yeah. When we support, the universe in turn supports us as well. I agree. Big, big clicks there. Yay. So this is me. Um, this is my version of applause when I snap. <laughs> I give a snap. You snap uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Snap. <laughs> yeah. I thought you had one of those like triple clappers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my lights are going on and off in my office right now. Um, that's okay. um, let me tell you, I know that, that 
so you're a very positive influence in my life personally and professionally. And I know a lot of people know and love you and feel the same way. Um, tell me though, I know it hasn't always been roses, a bed of roses. Mm-hmm. So what perhaps has been a challenge or a setback maybe that you've overcome and how? And I think I have two responses to this. Um, sure. One is more of a, a transitional period in my life where um, for a short period there, I was a legal marketer and um, still pretty involved with LMA and they were uh, a lot of the members of LMA, um, yourself included, Susan, were, were a huge I guess that would be a group mentor almost in a way of my career for a bit of period there where I was a marketing and business development manager of a firm. And early on in that part of my career, someone had said to me, no one is going to listen to our homegrown marketer. And that affected me. That actually was a huge setback for me. And it made me question my career at the moment and what I was doing with it. Um, but ultimately, just kind of how I answered before about criticism, and I, I take the time I need to take it in and then figure out a way to make it something positive or make it something that is a challenge for me to grow from. And so that's what that comment did to me. And it actually made me excel even more as a marketer and, and business development manager. Um, and then more, a little bit more detailed answer to that is a challenge that I have, um, even though I coach on productivity and priorities and focus, and I'm very good at defining them, I also sometimes get caught up in that wanting to get too much done, like the planning fallacy of, I know I have so many hours of open time to work on something, and I'm very good at defining, okay, here's my, my top three priority projects for the day, and let's say I grab those three projects to work on and then I'll throw in the fourth and fifth project just in case I somehow miraculously get more done than I anticipate and I could get through all of them. And so the planning fallacy is something that still gets to me. It's kind of like the cobbler's son having no shoes and that does affect me as well. Um, But how I overcome that is ultimately I am still organized. I, I do prioritize pretty well and I'll get into those moments of what am I going to accomplish today? And then I can, I can rein myself back in and go, this is your top focus. This is your top priority, everything else tomorrow, or this is the time I have available to do it on my schedule. And um, typically I have a pretty good sense of the, the horizon and being able to see how that work will fit into my horizon. So. I love that. I love that. So first I want to address the first thing that you said, just in brief, to say that um, when people say things like what was said to you, that is a sign that they themselves fear that's how they would be treated in that position. It's projection. It's their own insecurity. So you have taken that negative comment and turned it into fuel for your now successful company. And I am, I'm not saying I'm glad this person said that to you by any means, but I'm saying I'm glad that you took that uh, negative and you turned it into fuel to burn your, um, you know, path because you, you have really done quite well. And I'm so impressed. And, you know, I, I know that in my career, I've had some people say ugly things or things that were not supportive. And it's not easy in that moment to go, this is her own stuff. 
you know, she's living in fear. This is her own stuff. You're, yeah. you're feeling like you need to, you know, you're defensive and you're, you know, but no, you took that energy and you turned it into something positive. It motivated you to really, really make a strong, powerful move and that you did. And so I'm so impressed with that. Um, the second thing is, um, I'm a lot like you, Sarah. I have lists. I plan things out, but I'm, I'm one of those people that this may not be a positive. I think you're, you're much better at this. And this is what you teach people. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'll create my list and I'll do a forced ranking. You know, here are the most important things on my list at the top and I'll go get around to my day, you know, and go through my day and I'll check things off my list. And at the end of the day, um, I can sleep if I've gotten those top five most important things done. But if I've spent my time whittling away at, you know, numbers 16, 17 and 18 and didn't even focus on one, two and three, that's a problem. I need to refocus my attention. So um, I'm a lot like you in that I'm organized and I have a plan in place. Um, but you're probably a little better disciplined than I about managing the attention. Um, yeah, I spend probably a little too much time on, you know, 15, 16, 17, when I should have just laser-like focused on one, two, three. So it's about, it's about not only managing your time, but managing your attention as well. And yeah, um, yeah you're, you're absolutely right. And Susan, I want to just comment back on, the, back on the first comment and your response to it. Um, can I just say that that's why you are an expert at communication and it, even just giving that feedback to me of recognizing that in this case, it was a reflection of that person's own insecurities. Yes. That's why you do what you do so well. And, and thank you for that. And um, I also certainly look up to you and your business and what you've done has been huge and impactful. And um as you know, I'll reach out to you when I just have that moment and I just need a strong back support and you're always there. And I love that Aww. about you. Ah, I have a little tear coming out my eye now. That's so sweet. So one thing I do want to say about that, and then I won't dwell on it, but this is super important and I learned it late in life. Um, we have to stop and process information when it's given to us. So so here's the lesson. The receiver mm -hmm. always makes meaning of the message, regardless of the sender's intent. So when someone like that woman said what she said to you, you must stop. If this ever happens again, you stop and you say to yourself, that's curious. And then you do not emotionally attach yourself to her words because then you're letting her set the rules of the game and you're agreeing or volunteering to play by her rules. Instead, you just say, that's curious. And you take a deep breath and go, you know, this is her stuff. This is her stuff. I'm going to move on from this. Um, so I'm not saying I did that when I was younger and I'm not saying that I've done that all my life, but I am saying it's a very powerful, powerful tool to take a breath and say, that's curious. And just think about the source and what, mm -hmm. you know, the source, you know, who the source is and where that's coming from. So one quick tip there is that's curious, a very powerful phrase that if accompanied with critical thinking and not attaching emotion uh, to your response can be very, very, very powerful. Um, I love that. Yeah. Well, look, I think I know you pretty well, but you've already surprised me three times on this <laughs> podcast. 
So can you tell us something that maybe most people don't know, a surprising fact about you? Um, okay, I, well, I grew up a competitive precision ice skater. That's one, that's one. Um, wow. what, what that means, I think it's pretty well known now, but it was not well known in the 80s and 90s when I was doing it. Um, synchronized swimming on ice or the way to rest on ice. Yeah, and that was a huge part of my life until the demand on the ice um, was getting to be a little too much for the life I was living, um, looking at heading off to college, and um, the man I was going to marry, I did not marry, <laughs> but I was with the man I was going to marry, and um, just could not commit to the ice any longer, and knew that it wasn't something I was going to Amazing. Sarah, do you still skate? I have a rule that I will never get on the ice unless it's in my own ice skates and no jeans. And I took each of my two young sons ice skating separately in the last two weeks in rental skates and jeans. And the answer is no, a hard no. In fact, it's almost terrifying to me to be on the ice right now, which is so funny because it was such a big part of my life. Wow. So the tribute part of that to the rental skates because they're awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's so interesting. So with the holidays coming up, we know that we have the ice rink down at the Embarcadero. Um, I am, look, I used to be able to ice skate backwards, forwards, and I can roller skate like I'll, uh, I'm so embarrassing to my whole family. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> but I would love to see you skate. And, you know, we have a mutual friend who's a competitive skater. Um, if, uh -huh. you haven't, if you have not met her in person, I know you will soon. And I'm delighted to make that introduction. So I think that's a fascinating, surprising fact about you. And it fits perfectly with your personality, the precision skating. I know that you're very um, organized, precise, you know, uh, this is a, I think that's beautiful. I think it's amazing. You should write a children's book about your experience, frankly. Well, and, and one other surprising fact that I'd rather write a book about, I went and lived in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico with my four and a half year old and six year old for a month this, this past summer, 2019. And, um, my husband got us down there and then came back to the States to work for the month and then came back on the back end to move us home but I essentially was alone in Mexico for 31 nights with my kids and that's where I'll put my attention on a book because that was such a really great experience um, culturally as well as just all the adventures that I was able to go on and really eye-opening too of time kind of standing still for a month where my priorities had shifted while I was down there and it really helped with some clarity of me and my kids and my business and something I'm just really proud of that we actually did it. So I'm fascinated by that. Um, folks, I knew that she was doing this. Um, I'd never heard of anyone do it. Like she brought her kids. This is definitely a life shaping experience. Like, you, you know, um, really sort of self-actualizing if you will. Um, I cannot wait to buy many, many, many copies of that book. That would be <laughs> fascinating to read. Um, well, Sarah, I love you personally. I love you professionally. I think what you do is amazing. And if you folks look at the nature of the beast, legal services, 
you'll know how very real the problems are that exist as a result of the pressures from the billable hour and lack of any kind of personal and professional balance or work family balance as some people call it. Sarah personally helps with that and I believe in what she does. I've seen her in action. I've seen her change minds. So if you want to change your mind and then change your behavior and have more balance and a healthier lifestyle and still practice law and be in love with why you went to law school, um, I think you should have a conversation with Sarah because she's definitely, um, she's definitely changing the world. I mean, that's what I would say. So if they want to reach you, Sarah, if folks listening want to reach you, how would they reach you? Uh, first, they can reach out to Susan Freeman, and she'll send me a text. <laughs> um, and to reach me directly, which, of course, I welcome and appreciate as well, you can catch me at Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at firm-focus.com. The website is www.firm-focus.com. Phone number 925-808-9995. And of course, available on LinkedIn and would be happy to connect with anyone who's connected with Susan. Awesome. Awesome. And I'll put all this contact information in the blog that I'll write about Sarah. And we'll have a few fun pictures, probably some photos of Sarah, her family and Puerto Vallarta. And you can look for that on my website, as well as I'll be sending that out all over the social media spectrum soon. Thank you so much, Susan. Sarah, thank you. Um, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. And thank you so much for being here today. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye, everybody.